0: Practical family listeners, this is Jen Bryant back on the Practical Family podcast where we are encouraging you to build strong foundations and healthy homes for your family. You're listening to part two of the Home on Purpose series. This is my conversation with Trisha Childers. Trisha is the creator of the Home on Purpose video series where she teaches you. How to tackle one area of life at a time and to become more intentional with your stuff. Now in the last episode, Shosha and I talked about what things tend to hold us back from either getting rid of stuff or having a purpose for our stuff or just getting moving and there are a lot of factors at play there so if you haven't listened to that first episode, please go back and listen to Home on Purpose Part 1 but now we are starting Home on Purpose part two. And don't forget to listen at the end of the episode when we talk about the Home on Purpose video series and how to get that free in your inbox, in your email. Sign up today. There's a link in the show notes. And don't forget to visit practicalfamily.org for more practical tips and ideas to simplify your family life and live more intentionally. The part of the conversation where we're coming in now is where Trisha starts to talk about the baby steps, the things that hold us back, and the things now that can help us to move forward. So listen in on part two of our series, Home On Purpose.
1: Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that I do a lot, in my, in my lesson series, I have something called seven day starters, and I definitely break things down into smaller chunks because I think that's another thing that stops us is we look at our whole wardrobe and it's so overwhelming and we don't know where to start. But like you just said... One little junk drawer, one little small category. Um, you know, if you want to get healthier, what's one thing I can do? Replace this beverage with water every day. You know, when you take that small baby step, I'm actually a Dave Ramsey fan, so baby steps. It's Yay, a big baby thing steps. for me. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's amazing how these small little decisions and these little tasks that we give ourselves to do can have such a huge effect mm-hmm. on even the relationships within the family. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were saying, like you, you weren't handling the dishes the way that your husband wanted to. And then all of a sudden you were questioning whether or not he loved you. (laughs) Like, it's amazing how these small things that we do on a daily basis can really affect, um, these huge, deep issues in our lives, like our marriage and the way we parent our kids. I don't know about you, but when things start to go wrong, I'm a little less patient with, I'm a lot less patient with my kids. Why can't you just pick up your toys or why can't, I just told you to put your shoes on. Why can't you just put your shoes on and get out the door the first time I tell, why do I have to tell you five times? Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with the kids. It has to do with the fact that my alarm clock didn't go up and the shirt I wanted to wear was wrinkled and I totally forgot that I needed to go grocery shopping last night and I didn't, you know, and those things affect the way that we treat each other. Mm Um, That's actually one of the questions that I asked at the women's retreat. I asked um, all of the ladies to just shout out, when your home is at its worst, the most disorderly, the most um, cluttered, it's too much stuff and it's all in the wrong place, um, what does that do to you and what does that do to your relationships? And they were, of course, saying things like, we get stressed out, we argue, we're anxious. But one woman yelled out, lonely? And a lot of women nodded, and another woman yelled out, depressed. And a lot of women nodded to that. Like, this is not just about looking cute on Facebook. This is, you know, having a home, not a house, but a home that is filled with things that are positive and not things that are negative. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I
0: talked to a couple women, too, at the retreat about not feeling comfortable to even invite anyone to their home. Oh, doesn't that feel horrible? It's horrible. And I, I have such a heart for hospitality. Mm-hmm. But, and I know that not everyone's like that. Some people just like to keep their home, their sanctuary, and that's just for me, and nobody needs to be here, and it's just for me and my family. Mm-hmm. That is totally fine. Yeah. But if the reason why you don't want people over is because of the mess or whatever you feel about
1: what's mm-hmm. there that's a different issue, isn't it? It is. And it's, it goes back to what I was saying before, where you're not free. You might be going to a life group at somebody else's house or going to a book club at somebody else's house. And then, oh no, their kids are sick. We need a place. I'd like to be able to say, you can use my house. Mm -hmm. And by saying, oh no, I don't feel comfortable having people over. There's just, it's a limitation, you know, and you you don't necessarily need to have the heart of hospitality and always want to entertain and have people over all the time sure. does, but to be able to, to say I could if I needed to or I could if I wanted to or if somebody showed up at my door I'd feel fine opening the door wide there's just something more I keep using the word free I'm trying to think of another word for that be, but that's what it is it's liberating. free liberating. liberating thank liberating. you yes yeah. it can be
0: liberating So now that we've talked about a lot of the negative effects of disorder, let's talk about the positive effects of order. And where have you found that answer?
1: Um, Well, (laughs) I actually, I know a lot of people are aware of the fruit of the spirit, which is in Galatians. Um, But a lot of people only look at the fruit of the spirit list, and they don't look at the previous list, which is the works of the flesh. And if you look at the list of the works of the flesh are, and they have words listed there like strife, envy, jealousy, Mm. Um, and so when you hear things like bickering, stress, anxiety, all of those negative things, they're in there, and then it says, by contrast, so this this would be the opposite, if a disorderly home kind of promotes those negative things, by contrast, an orderly home would promote love, joy peace, patience. Patience is a big one. Kindness, goodness, which can also be translated generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and then of course, self-control. When you have order in your home, I'm not saying these things naturally come out. These are not the fruit of an orderly home. This is the fruit of the spirit of our living God. Um, But as I said before, this sets us up for success. The way that I like to think about it is it removes obstacles to these things. When you have a generally, it doesn't have to be perfectly pristine. In fact, perfectly pristine can also have a negative effect. Mm-hmm. But when you have general order in your home, when you have a general routine, when everybody's on the same page, you and your husband are in sync, you know where things go, um, your kids know where things go, we know when we need to leave the house, um, and there isn't a bunch of clutter tripping us up. It is easier to have joy. It is easier to be at peace. It is easier to be patient with each other. The bickering um, grows less. The patience and the kindness grows more. Um, And this helps us to kind of reflect the spirit of God. Trish, can I comment
0: on this too? This This is something that uh, taking on these characteristics that are the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. something that I think is important to note is that God doesn't say you should already know how to do this. Mm, yeah, it's a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's it's a choice, and it's a learned skill. Absolutely. And I hope that that gives some relief <laughs> to you today, families. If you're listening, if you, uh, I mean. Please don't tune us out now because I want to speak to the women now who who tend to say, "Well, I'm just not a naturally organized person." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen here. I'm not a naturally kind person. Okay, I but I have to learn that in order to live at peace with people, right? Mm-hmm. We are selfish at the core. We are absolutely selfish and we need a savior. We need we need the Lord And his guidance and his teaching. And so becoming Christians doesn't mean that we automatically become perfect homemakers. Absolutely. Or that by being a perfect homemaker, that that
1: means that you're a better Christian. That's not what we're saying. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, And that is another problem that I run into a lot is this feeling of guilt. Oh, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good Christian because Mm -hmm. my home is so messy or, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely not. Um, It is a... Process. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to determine that the results, that the outcome is worth the effort, and yes. it is an effort. And it's not just about you alone. This is your family, whoever you live with. If you are in college and you have a roommate, if you are a single mom, if you are a stay-at-home mom of five kids that you homeschool, you know, whatever situation you're in, even if you live by yourself, it is not just. About you and how good you are at doing ABCD, right. right. um, um, but but as I said before, it's if our our goal is to be one with the Lord, if our goal is to be filled with His Spirit, I would like to make that easier. Mm-hmm. And having an orderly home makes that easier. Having a disorderly home kind of makes that harder. Mm-hmm. So. Um, It is absolutely worth the effort. It is an effort. Mm -hmm. And it is not something that anybody will ever be perfect at. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Thank you, Trish. I I just feel like I needed to clear that up right now. Because I I even, I start to feel anxiety when I begin to compare what I have or don't have or what I've done or haven't done with the efforts of others. Mm -hmm. And families, you need to hear this now, that they're, There is no condemnation for what is already... We're just trying to give you encouragement to move forward to the next step, okay? We all have seasons. We all have uh, circumstances that we have to deal with, and this is not to diminish the things that are out of your control, Mm -hmm. okay? So hear that now, but also hear that there there is freedom. There is incredible liberation when we choose to live home on purpose and are intentional about our choices, the decisions that we make, and thank God that's why He gives us a free will to choose Him or not, to choose love or not, to choose order or not, and our God is a God of order, plain and simple, and however that is translated into your heart today, um, how it's reflected in your walk with Him, your walk with your family, your service and love for others. It all comes from that same place. That pur- when we purpose in our heart to love God and love-, and love others, and do do the due diligence to our home and our family. Mm-hmm. So that's really the point that we're getting to here. Now, Trisha, can you share some practical
1: examples with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that that is where the heart is, right there. Is okay. Great. You just talked about all of this wonderful stuff. Now I'm going to go home and do. What, what am I going to be doing differently? What habits need to change? And so I started my first lesson series is food because it's something that everybody has in their home. Um, and I give a lot of different um, tips and organizational strategies, but it all goes back to the same heart of what is the purpose? Why do I have this? And one example I'll give you is um, uh, the um, stock up sales. I did that once. I went to the grocery store and I was so excited. I saw, um, I think it was pasta. It was pasta was on sale. and was like 50 cents a box. And I thought, great. And I grabbed like 10 boxes of this, you know, macaroni and all the stuff that I thought my family would eat. And um, it, oh my gosh, pasta, those boxes are big. They took up a whole chunk of the shelf in my pantry. And I started like, okay, I got to feed my family pasta. And it was just twice a week, but man, they got sick of it. He was like, pasta again. We don't want macaroni, mommy. They did not want it. And so then I was like, okay. So then I slowed down and it was one box a week and it was one box every two weeks. And after a couple of months, I still had a few boxes left and they were like, no more pasta. <laughs> and I realized, okay, my family doesn't want pasta more than once a week at the most. I go shopping twice a week. So I should never have more than one box, maybe two in my pantry. And so... Oh, I ended up giving the pasta away to a neighbor because I was so sick of looking at it. And so one of the examples I give with with the food storage is you have to know your family's eating habits. You have to know how long it takes you to burn through this food and then compare that to how often you go to the store. Because people stock up on stuff and they fill their pantry with all of this food and then they complain that they don't have space. And it's like, but you bought something you don't really intend to eat for another couple of weeks, you're going to be back to the store three more times. So with food, I do knowing your your habits. Um, Here's another example that actually came up at the women's retreat. A friend of mine, I'm not going to say her name, um, she had her mom move in with her and they had to declutter a lot and purge a lot of stuff, but her mom didn't want to get rid of this one set of cups and dishes because it was so special to her, it was so precious, but they didn't have room in the cupboard and her cups were smaller. She they, Even she liked using the daughter's cups better because they were bigger, it was better for coffee, but she didn't want to get rid of it. And so I finally asked her, okay, what is the purpose for these dishes? Do you intend to actually use them as a dish and a cup at any point. She goes, no, not really. I said, then why are you keeping it? She goes, because looking at it just makes me happy. Mm. And I said, okay, so the purpose is to make you happy. And that is a wonderful purpose. We all have pictures on our wall and sentimental stuff that we just, we have it because we look at it, it makes us happy. So how would this best serve that purpose? And we decided that the best way to serve that purpose was to keep one or two sets and put it on the mantle. And then you can actually see it. You don't have to go into the kitchen and look behind other cups of tea. And and she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I said, would it make you sad to get rid of all of it except for two? She goes, no, no, no. As long as I have a couple to look at, that'd be great. So all we had to do was accurately define the purpose of that thing, that item that she owned and have it serve that purpose. Mm -hmm. Another example that I use is um, my body changed after I had babies and I had to go through all of the um, clothes in my closet and get rid of the things that I just knew were never going to fit again. And one of them was my rehearsal dinner dress. And I had to look at that dress and say, I never intend to wear you again. Do I still want to keep you? And if so, where should I put you? And for me, in that case, I determined, you know, it was cute, I liked it, but I've got my pictures of my rehearsal dinner. I'm never gonna forget that dress, but it's not really worth keeping it. I would have to fold it up and put it in some bin in the closet with my kids' baby clothes, and I'm not really interested in doing that. So the, the best practical um, tip I can give you is define the real purpose and the reality of whether or not that thing actually serves that purpose. And then based on that, should I keep it, should I ditch it, and where should it go?
0: Right, exactly. That reminded me of uh, when you were talking to your dress and, and you know personalizing it. Yeah. <laughs> it helps sometimes to to make it a little bit more real. This is kind of like what Marie Kondo talks about in the Life-Changing Habits of Tidying Up is, uh, is that you actively think your stuff for the purpose that it has served oh. thus far <laughs> and you say bye-bye to it like you it, it's kind of almost ritualistic in a way <laughs> that you acknowledge its existence mm-hmm. because i think when we get emotionally attached to our stuff we can we, it, it becomes too personal like it's mm-hmm. a part of us mm-hmm. whereas no it's just a thing it's not a part of us right but we'll do a whole nother podcast episode on <laughs> um emotionally uh being emotionally attached to our stuff absolutely so but let's uh real quick let's let's hit on toys because yeah. there is so much more i mean guys you, you've got to watch trisha's videos because she's developed some really cool things but what about the
1: toy thing okay so if you are a parent the second you have before you even have your baby at your baby shower you're like what am i going to do with all these toys um it is very easy for them to completely overrun the house and we lose sight of why we even have these things to begin with and um some some parents don't even stop to think about why they have the toys or oh, it's just to keep the kid busy so that they kind of get out of my hair um, or you buy a toy because it's supposed to be educational. I think I said that before and the kids aren't using it in that educational way like they're not listening to what the buttons are saying. They're just pushing buttons. Um, and so I, I, I actually work at redefining or better yet, I'll say repurposing the toys in your home. You can utilize toys to teach your kids how to be creative, how to be responsible. Um, You can teach them the the value of a dollar through toys, and you can teach them generosity. And if you focus on those things and arrange the toys in a way that promotes those things, it can really just totally transform playtime. And one of the best tips I can give you, I'm kind of giving away a little bit of my lesson series here, is out of sight, out of mind. Kids are, when you go into a playroom and you see open shelving filled with toys, their attention spans are naturally very short. And toys are designed to be their own advertisers. Mm -hmm. So they're designed, the way that they're created and colored and everything, they're designed to be very eye-catching. And so a lot of times if you just watch your kids play naturally, if the toys are out, they will jump from toy to toy to toy to toy. And they'll only play with each one for like a minute or two. And they never really play with it in any deep creative Mm -hmm. way. Um, And so just something as simple as don't have open shelving. Mm -hmm. We do those cubicles with the fabric bins, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the kid pulls out one bin and looks at those few toys that are in that bin, but the rest of them are out of sight, out of mind. Um, And then they start to just focus. You see their eyes go down and focus on the toys that they're playing with and they play with one toy for much longer Mm -hmm. and they start to do more creative things and they will push that educational button and by the way, when they play with a smaller set of toys for a longer stretch of time, hey, it's easier to clean. And that one bin is out and they know how to put everything back. And the only thing I have to train my kids is one bin at a time. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to train them. One thing at a time. Mm -hmm. You're done, you put it away and the next thing. You do the next one and that
0: has everything to do with me guiding them as a parent mm-hmm. but if I'm distracted and I'm on my Facebook or whatever I mean seriously no condemnation but we all do it hello <laughs> um that, and I'm not being intentional about guiding their experiences in the home mm-hmm. then I, I can't blame them for <laughs> for much of that I have to teach them how to I have to model what to do with stuff, mm-hmm. how yeah. to treat stuff, how to value stuff. And if there's too much stuff, hey, have less stuff.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: there's an article. Well, I wrote an article last year called Less is More, and it has more to do with the emotional effects of stuff on our on us. But um, as we wrap up this this episode today, Tricia, you talked about uh, your video series that is – Coming soon. soon It's called home on purpose mm-hmm. and you have seven day starters. Yes Which can you, real quick tell us about that.
1: Sure. So what I have are uh, What I call is a lesson series followed by a seven-day starter So in the lesson series like about wardrobe you would have two three four different little instructional videos giving you um all the practical examples the strategies for organizing the different things that might come up emotionally or spiritually about downsizing and how that feels and how to tackle those things hindrances all that stuff that's just informational and then it is followed by seven day starter and i don't say we're going to declutter your wardrobe because this is just the start Every single one of these things is about habits and about getting into the habit about uh, doing things intentionally and, and doing things on purpose. Um, and so we're just starting the process. And in the seven day startle, I'll actually say, okay, day one, do this. Day two, do this. Day three, do this. And obviously everybody's life is different. Everybody's home is different. Things come up. And so whatever. If it takes you three weeks to do a seven day starter, that's fine, but Mm -hmm. it's meant to kind of get you started. And Mm -hmm. uh, the first topic is food. The second topic is going to be wardrobe. The third topic will be toys. Uh, because I figured those were the most universal. And mm-hmm. then we're going to start getting into the more uh, personalized categories. Some of you have home yeah. businesses. Some don't. Um, some of you have lots of paperwork. Some of you don't really have any paperwork. Yeah. So we'll tackle those topics later, but we'll start with the three big ones for moms especially.
0: Oh, I love it, Trisha. And if you want a little taste of what it's going to be like to set small goals for yourself, Practical Family has a free download called the Kickstart Your Life workbook. Now, this workbook basically um, uh, talks about the 10 tips, including budgeting including uh having less stuff or being willing to give things away including what it means to have a quiet time even and so setting small goals for yourself will be instrumental in starting and like trisha says we just want you to start just start so download the kickstart your life workbook check that out it's a personalized thing to where you can interact with it and set your own goals and then definitely go to trisha's video series All those links will be available in the show notes. Go there now and check that out. And what we're also going to offer is an opportunity for us to interact in the Practical Family Facebook community so that link will be there as well when you join the community that means it's a private group so only people who want to have conversations about that about these things will be in that group and you'll get to learn from other parents what they do and share your success stories and and even at times we need to commiserate with each other about what we're struggling with and that's okay that's healthy that's part of living in the community so Check that out, the Practical Family Facebook community. And remember that as we build healthy homes, that it's about progress, it's not about perfection. It's about community and saying, me too, hey, we're in this together. And we can do that with each other today. Well, Trisha, I am so excited. To have had you as a guest today and we're gonna do more together because this has been exciting this is just the start and I definitely want you to come back and talk about these these uh, subtopics too no oh, absolutely yeah yeah so this is you. exciting. Thank you so much
1: for being here. Thank you for having me.
0: My friend Trisha Childers talking about how to be more intentional with our stuff in her home on purpose video series that is coming out April 20th, 2018. And if you're listening to this podcast later, we may re-release it later in the year, but the objective is to sign up to get the video series free in your inbox. There's absolutely no cost. To this, all you need to do is sign up, and we're also offering a Facebook group, an actual Home on Purpose Facebook group, where you can go in and join other families in this closed group. And closed means that the public cannot see it. Okay, the, your comments, your what you share, uh, the tips and advice you ask from other families. How let us know how you're doing in in uh, being more intentional at home. Maybe you've attacked the wardrobe or the the food storage or the toys and and come on and let us know how you're doing. Um, you'll be surprised at the interaction that happens within the groups because families are all saying, "I am I the only one doing this by myself? <laughs> but no, no, go in and join and see how other families are approaching their areas in their home and you will be encouraged to do the same. It always helps when it's a community effort. So go in and join the Home On Purpose Facebook group after you sign up for uh, the Home On Purpose video series. So those wh- those videos Trisha has made, uh, the first few are food storage, wardrobe and toys, and she's going to be releasing more soon on paperwork and uh, specialty topics if you have a home business or if you homeschool, how how to keep down the clutter in those situations. But like she said, this is situational. Every family home is different. Every size of your home is different. And so we're not expecting perfection, but just progress, just start. That's why she has her simple seven day starters, and you know what? She's got handouts to go with every video, so you can actually take notes on these specially made handouts for you. You can just download the PDF right there for free as you listen, and then you can go back, and you know what? You'll have lifetime access to these videos. If you signed up for it this time, you'll have access to watch at your own pace whenever you want. So go on to practicalfamily.org right now and sign up for the Home on Purpose video series. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Check us out on Facebook, um, Pinterest, Twitter. Where else are we? (laughs) Instagram. Yeah, I almost forgot. Check us out on all the social media outlets. Practical Family. And follow us. Share this episode with a friend if you know somebody who needs help being more intentional with their stuff at home, and let us know. Give us feedback on the on the podcast as well. We're on Google Play and also in iTunes. Leave us a star rating in a, uh, on the iTunes link there, and just that every little feedback helps, and it helps us to move back, to move up in the rankings through iTunes. Thank you so so much for listening. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.